Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs, the only watch podcast where you'll need your parents' permission before finding us with the AOL keyword, Watchdong. You have made it all the way to episode 176. Michael, what is up? What the fuck is up? Do you remember AOL? America Online? I remember AOL. <sighs> uh, I only ever had the kids only thing. You only read the kids only thing? Yeah. Oh, man. I wonder what happened to all those AOL instant, like all, all those discs. All the, Remember the discs they sent you in the mail? Oh, yeah, dude. You get a phone book, you get a sample free <laughs> detergent, and you get your AOL America <laughs> Online uh, uh, disc. <sighs> the internet was le- less, little less crowded. Yeah, it was a little, a little less crowded. But here, let's do this. Episode 176. You have made it to an interesting segment of Two Broke Watch Snobs. So Two Broke Watch Snobs, uh, uh, we're a watch podcast, except no substitutes. And every now and then, um, we'll do an episode type that Michael and I will argue, you know, oh, no one else could do an episode like this. Um, and then there are, then there's like the secret menu of TBWS yeah. episodes. There, you know, Starbucks has their secret menu where if you go to a Starbucks window and you say, "Oh, I'll have a I'll have a I'll have a frappuccino reach around." They'll give you like the secret uh drink. By the way, that's not a drink. Don't go to a Starbucks window and order the frappuccino re- reach around. I think um, you should try. I think you'll just mm, I think you might just get the cops called on you. It really just depends. <laughs> um it could get into a sticky uh, situation, unless sticky situations are to work you into. Regardless, you know, there is like a secret menu of TBWS episodes. The sticky uh, situation ex- is another item. The sticky <laughs> can I get a, yeah, can I get a, sk- a skinny sticky situation with like a little bit of dab of uh, cinnamon cinnamon <laughs> dusted on top? They're like, what the fuck did this piece of shit just order? Uh, so I think as, he wants you to go get my hand job out there. I'm not entirely sure what. Uh, in real time, in real time, people are understanding how this podcast <laughs> is different right now. <laughs> in real time, uh, but there's a secret menu of TBWS episodes, and there's one that we did a long time ago uh, that Michael and I have decided to resurrect mm-hmm. in lieu of the fact that we're real people. We have jobs. We don't do TBWS full time, and sometimes we just have really tough weeks. And sometimes Michael and I just want to have a conversation and not have to worry about recording a podcast or preparing notes. So therefore, <laughs> you have made it to episode 176 of the Two Book Watch Nows podcast, Wristwatch Bar Talk number two. That's right. It is a show about nothing. Uh, Michael and I are just going to be shooting the shit. We're going to be I'm talking pleased, about it. I'm pleased to know that we we like did it before because it was a while ago it was a while ago 127 okay so there's also something else you got to realize about the two broke watch knobs we've been doing this since 2016 um we are basically the simpsons of watch podcast we have done it (laughs) simpsons did it we actually we didn't even realize we've done one of these episodes before until i went and looked i'm like uh no simpsons did it we totally did (laughs) We've done a wristwatch bar talk episode before, uh, so you guys can take that as you will. But this is going to be a fun episode. Um, um, basically, Michael and I are going to be shooting the shit. If you want to come along for the ride, have a few laughs, hear us talk about whatever the fuck we talk about. I mean, it's going to be about watches, but we don't really have a topic. The topic is Michael and I just hanging out. If you want to hang out with us, stick around. If you don't want to hang out with us, whatever, dude. I don't know. Go fucking water your plants or some shit. Whatever the fuck normal people do. I have no idea. But here, Michael, let's do this. Episode 176. Oh, actually, 
I'll, I'll, can I, okay. Do you want to honor tradition? Should we do a risk check or should I talk about that thing that I talked about last time we spoke where we did something in the middle of 2019 and no one even fucking realized? What was that? I can't in, remember. In regards to our, our number of plays? Oh. Should I do that after the risk check? Yeah, let's do that after. Let's honor tradition. <laughs> let's honor let's honor tradition for the 176th time. Michael, would you like to do a fucking wrist check with me? Sure thing. Let's do it. What are you wearing? What are you wearing for the show? Uh today it's the Seiko uh, SBDY015. So the black dial turtle um looks like any other That's SRP. The, con- the kanji date wheel, right? Mhm. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So Very cool. Uh, it's basically the Black Dial Seiko Turtle wow. um, with, uh, I don't know, just some like little nerdy collector's points that people enjoy. So for this one, yeah, it's the kanji, kanji slash English day wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's the same thing as the SRP 777 that you'd pick up um, for our three... For, 4R36 or 35, I don't know what the movement is, but it's the hacking 7S26, basically. Right. Um, still have it on the stock Seiko vented uh, rubber strap. The newer ones are um, totally fine to wear daily. Is it the newer ones or the older ones, which are like lint traps, dust traps, or is that both of them? This this one this one gets pretty linty. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, it's more of like a soft silicon. Silicone, silicon, whatever. Silicone, depend culinary, culinary. <laughs> Just depends if you're from upstate New York or the rest of the fucking earth. You know, it's all good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 great for the weekend. It's getting a little bit warmer here, so sometimes I, I really hate having a bracelet, and I keep most of my watches on bracelets. So yeah. Then if I feel lazy, um, in terms of swapping a bracelet for a strap or something, I'll I'll pick up something like this. Uh, I want to send you my sumo so you can do a proper so I can just get your like like fuck the website fuck tuberwashtops.com fuck all this bullshit I just want your opinion how the turtle case wears in relation to the sumo case because in my brain the turtle case looks fucking humongous like a mondo yeah, yeah. but people if- tell me the samurai oh the samurai case is huge I'm like no it's not like I uh, I don't want to name names, but I was um I was at a wind up a while back, and I was wearing I was wearing the sumo, mm-hmm. like forty four millimeters, and I go up to this person's uh, table, and uh, the watch they had were pretty big, and they were like forty two millimeters, and I'm looking at it, and I'm wearing the sumo, and I'm like, yeah, I'd like it, but I mean, like, it just looks like it's too big, and the guy's like, are you kidding me? You're wearing a sumo. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but it's a it's not a fucking random ass micro brand. Like it's a, it's a sumo. Like you know, you know, like no offense to micro brands or whatever. But, um, but that, that that moment always stuck with me. And, but so I'm I'm just trying to figure out. I just want to know how the turtle wears in relation to the sumo. And I don't trust anyone else's opinion except yours. Um, yeah, I'll take I'll take know. a look. I mean, those those two are compared pretty often, and um, uh, you know. I think because they're in different price ranges also, people are like, what am I paying for more with the, the Sumo? Mm. How does it wear? What's, what are all the differences? So yeah, that's, that's a good comparison. Um, <clears throat> this watch, actually next to the Panerai, is pretty comparable. Really? Um, in terms of like visually, the way it looks like, uh, 
with like the 44 millimeter diameter is your pam um, is your pam triple seven is that 44 it's a 44 yeah wow okay yeah so panerai does 42 i think 40 like some old ones tried yeah. tried 40 out and then they have like 47 48 <sighs> stuff okay, we, can all, we can all agree that's just fucking monstrous <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that, i guess i guess that's why that's why when Any, i put th- anything, that watch on anything that's 47 degrees or 48 degrees is like is like a final fantasy final boss size like it's you know what i mean there's there's like there's minions which is like your 39 to 40 super accessible there's like mini sub bosses which is like 42 44 anything that's 47 is just a final fucking boss yeah all right you better you better bring some fucking revives and some next potions before you wear a 48 millimeter mother hump and watch yeah i i've seen i of course like i've gone down the black hole of google images and like sylvester stallone wearing panerais yeah and he he has some some massive ones yeah um but he's he's a huge guy i mean he's pretty huge yeah his his arms are huge and even even some of those look completely absurd on his wrist um he's not very tall though right I don't think so. I think I saw a picture of him and it looked like someone fucked with the aspect ratio so the image was like squashed. So it was short, but it was like wide. I can never spell Sylvester. Just write five, Sly. Just write, just, just write Sly Sly. He's 5'10? Wow, okay, that's, never mind. That's pretty average for the states. That's about me. I'm 5'11? 5'11? So here, I'm just giving you a bit of insight into my childhood <laughs> and, and the reasons why I'm an emotional cripple. Uh, my mother told me for the longest time because she knew I had the self-esteem of like of like of like old tissues you leave in your car and they get sun dried like they, they, they crumble. Um, my mom told me I was six two. Just six to two. make me, just, yeah, just to you've met me, Michael. I'm not six two. Um, you've met me. <laughs> We've been in the same elevator before. Uh, <laughs> uh, so just to make me feel good, my mom told me I was 6'2", and uh, I ran with that shit. I told strangers I was 6'2". I told people at the toll booth I was 6'2". I believed I was 6'2", to the point where when I went to get my license, I got my license like a, like a, when I was 17 here in the States, so it's like a, a year later than most folks do it, I think, or you're supposed to do it. And um, they didn't st- have me stand up and like get measured or whatever. I just said I was 6'2". And so my license for like 15 years oh. said, I was, said I was 6'2". <laughs> and then um, and then like I said that to someone or or something and they're just like, they're just like, you're definitely not 6'2". I'm 6'2". And they're like towering, uh, they're like towering <laughs> over me. And I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm 6'2". You're 6'17 or some shit. And so like the, the person actually busted out some fucking measuring tape. To like to like Michael Jordan dunk on me and just shut me down like oh I guess I am five eleven I was just used to years years of my my stupid ego that my mother tried to build up you know my 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 my, my, my ziggurat was struck asunder and I fell to the ground you know well whether you're six two or five eleven or five seven like I am um you can you rock a panerai you can rock a panerai that's the headline or this guys. or this Seiko as long as it's I think like the 44 millimeter range yeah um i try some 46 watches on like you, you know i'll try on a big pilot any chance i get but it just like man as much as as much as i want that to work it doesn't uh and that kind of sucks because i love that watch <laughs> so big pilot uh 
<laughs> the one you like, what is it? 50, like 50 something? No, no, it's 46. That's still pretty big, man. It's 46. But uh, he's still smaller than some freaking Panerai's. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, with the sumo, the sumo and the um, the turtle like this one, they they also look absurd on paper. Uh, so when you when you get a chance to find a comparison online or like a video or something of somebody like putting it on wrist, I would check that out or uh, read one of our reviews because we'll probably give you some some pretty deep insight. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna send you my sumo just so, just because I I I only trust you. Uh, <laughs> just just in case you guys haven't realized, also if you're a new listener here at the Two Broke Watch Knobs, uh, Michael and I are best friends. This is us catching up. Um, we'd be doing these conversations regardless if we were recording an episode. So basically, you're all horological voyeurs right now. You're just touching yourselves to Michael and my personal conversation. Okay. You know, I don't trust any of you fucking people. I only like Michael. <laughs> Speaking okay. of which, this watch, these these new SRPs, I, they kind of remind me of back when we were uh, working together in that place because they mm-hmm. came, they were released at that at that time. I remember, yeah. And I, I remember wanting it just like so bad, and telling myself like, oh, like like this and a Speedmaster, I'll be so good. <laughs> And my my desires have completely shifted, and that kind of sucks. I, I wish I still felt the same way, almost. But um, you know what's funny? I think we do still feel the same way. I still, and I know we've had these discussions about paring down and the one watch collection. We've had these discussions a fuck ton. I do think, I think it's easy to accumulate. It's really hard to let go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the same way that. If when I was like 10 years old or whatever, it would only take me 30 seconds to fucking make my room messy. To just fuck it up, just throw things everywhere, throw papers and shit like that. But it would take me like four days to clean it up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think that type of person, that type of collector is still in you where it's like, dude, a turtle and a speedmaster, I could (laughs) do it. I think that person's still there, but it's hard for them to emerge when at the same time that other person is in you that says, dude, the doxa. <laughs> the doxa. You know what I'm saying? It's so hard. It's I just so I feel like it's easier to be true to yourself before you get trapped in the the fucking pitfall of accumulation. I really wished Well, this is the ironic thing. I was gonna say I really wished I, I had kind of the perspective and insight that I had on watches and the type of collector I wanted to be before I had all these watches. That yeah. said, I probably wouldn't have gotten that perspective on being a sh- like a small watch collection collector without getting all of these watches in the first place. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's why I have this on right now, at least for the weekend. Yeah. Um, I think I, I wore the, the Black Bay GMT a lot this week, and um, it's not cheap, man. So mm. I, I <clears throat> sometimes I, I try to... Get a little closer to, to my uh, my beginnings, <laughs> and uh, something like like this Seiko can can be in any collection, no, no matter what what sort of price you you like to play in. Usually, yeah, I, I almost yeah. I also like I I sold um, I, I haven't said it on air, but I sold the SKX uh, one seventy five a little while you back. Sold the watch fast watch. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and, and almost so this uh, okay. this turtle almost makes me feel like oh like. In terms of like non-GS Seikos, um, I 
feel I feel like you only really need like one of these, like mm. one one kind of SKX, which is worlds away from the philosophy I had when I was like, I want every SKX color ever. <laughs> I remember, I remember that. So hold on. So you get rid of the you get rid of the SKX one seven five. One of the things that we've talked about when you're trying to pair your collection is you have to have the mentality of of killing your darlings. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, did you have that feeling? Did you have that feeling of like this watch is precious to me? I love this watch, but I need to pare down. I'm yeah. gonna put a muzzle to its temple when it's sleeping. <laughs> softly squeeze the trigger and kill my darlings. Did you have that sensation when you got a rid of the watch, bit. or were you just like, "Fuck it, it's just metal and and some fucking pins, and I don't need it." A little bit, yeah, no, but it's <laughs> you just kind of gotta pull off the bandaid and and just do it. Sometimes it was. I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't really miss it all that much because I, I wasn't I really wasn't wearing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same same goes with a, like a pile of Seikos that I have here. So um, I just I have to get off my ass and and put like listings together or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if you just if you can just. Can you just melt all your watches into one big like Tesseract cube and just sell it like oh, I'm selling my watch collection and just like just. <laughs> Do they have anyone go for it? I feel like that's something that like MBNF would auction off. <laughs> oh my god. And then like still make like a lot of money. Oh yeah. For some charity or something. I'm telling you, man. Too funny. Um oh yeah, wrist check. Fucking welcome to <laughs> wristwatch bar talk number two, guys. Uh, is it my turn? Is it my go? It's okay. This is loud now. <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys. This is our show. Okay. Like, whatever, dude. Alright. This is Michael and I hanging out. You fucking orological voyeurs touching yourself to Michael and my private conversation in a restaurant. You all know you've done it, or something. Um, whatever real people do, if that's what my that, that that's the punchline of my joke. Is it is it my turn? It's your turn. Uh, super cool. I am wearing uh, the beloved Orient Star GMT WZ zero zero seven one DJ. Um, Orange Star, uh, this is from the Orange Star line pre uh, Epson acquisition and pre new movements coming out. So, all the previous Orient movements, all the regular Orient movements are built off the 469 caliber family, which was built off of the 7002 caliber cal uh, family. The Orient Star movements pre uh, Epson takeover are part of like the 40 family, which is like a higher. Like it's just basically better accuracy, better finishing, uh, caliber movements like the four zero P and the four zero N. I think mine, the GMT movement, is the four zero N. I could be wrong. Um, please refrain from sending these angry emails. Uh, but I love this watch still. I bought this watch to commemorate. Um, if you remember, I bought this watch to like commemorate a job that I'd gotten, which turned out to be the fucking worst job ever, and I had to just like just quit it. <laughs> after two months um you know what i mean and uh i i put this watch on just because uh i haven't worn it in a bit and by a bit i mean like a few days because i wear this watch a lot mm -hmm. this watch my orient christmas chrono uh from the neo 70s line jdm limited edition and my uh other newer orient star pre epson takeover my new orient star diver um those three watches right now see the majority of my uh of my wear, funnily, funnily enough, you know, um, I that's, really that's hope. an awesome, awesome watch, man. 
I hope they make it. I hope they... So what what Orient is doing right now is they're updating all their movements to fit into their new F6 slash F7 caliber lines. They're really, really cool. They hack, they high and wide, they make julienne fries. It's really, really fucking awesome. And they're just going across their entire product line and updating the movements uh, away from the 469 calibers that were inspired by the Seiko 7... Not inspired. They were built off the Seiko 7002 uh, movements. In addition to the older Orient Star 4-0 caliber movements, everything is going down the line and getting this new F6, F7 caliber. I really hope they do it for the GMT movements because, Michael, I would love for them to do another run of these uh, of these Orient Star uh, GMTs in different colors. When this yeah. watch came out, it was just in the blue that I have with the red. There's also a limited a limited edition variety of it, which has a gray dial and like a really weird like lime toxic green GMT hand. It's very odd. Um, I don't know if it I've comes seen on that like one. what's up? I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh wait, I think I see it. Let me see if I can find a photo. And I found it. it. Oh, that is weird. It's weird. It comes it. on croc leather too, like fake yeah. ass croc leather. It's like, eh, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know? I mean, um, the Star Seeker GMT is also a pretty cool option. It's a bit chunky. Yeah. It's a little too industrial looking because it's got yeah. this like, it's got these screws in the side. Mm-hmm. It's more of what I would constitute as a a kind of casual sporty GMT whereas the Orange Star that I have the WZ0071DJ is more of a dressy um, GMT the center links have a, a touch of polishing on like the outer stripes mm-hmm. uh, this thing like the little uh, rounded off edges from the case have a bit of polishing the rest of it's kind of matte the markers are really well polished I love this watch I want them to do more color varieties of this watch. Can you imagine if they did this GMT in like a similar teal as my Christmas chrono? Like, oh my god, that'd be great. I th- I just I think I just found an Orient Star GMT that none of us have seen. Let me see which uh, one I've is this. I've never seen anything like this. We'll put it in the link, but yeah, it's 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 a WZ zero zero three one FE. It looks like an Explorer two. Yeah, right. Bad copy. <laughs> really bad copy. With that hand, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like the direction where they they went uh, with your watch. That that watch is fantastic and also pretty big. Like, what's the measurement? It's over. It's like forty two or a little 42, bit over. Forty two, forty two in diameter. Let me tell you everything else. I love that if you Google Orient Star GMT or review, it's my fucking, it's my fucking. I'm just like, I'm like, let me find a review. Oh yeah, I fucking wrote a review. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking watch. Yeah. Uh, Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it, man. Uh, 41.5 millimeters in diameter, 49 millimeters lug to lug. That's not bad. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, did I write down the thickness? I like how big the crown is. I remember now the crown is 7 millimeters in diameter, so it's very fun. Yeah. To uh to hand wine and everything like that. Uh lug to lug. Forty nine millimeters lug to lug. That's good. Oh wait, no, yeah, I, 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 I already said that. What's the thickness? But yeah, no, the size, it's but I'll tell you this right now, if this thing was even a millimeter bigger in diameter or lug to lug, it'd be too big. It's right it's right where it needs to be. Mm. Um to be wearable. And I don't say this often because I don't 
What's the nice way to say? I don't like myself, so I don't like giving myself compliments because I think I'm just the worst thing that's ever happened to humanity. Like I'm the worst <laughs> thing, Michael, that ever happened to you, Michael. You could have been like a NASCAR astronaut, but then you met me. We said it. We said astronaut. Yeah, astronaut. And then you met me, and I brought you down, man. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> but uh, this watch looks very good on me. I recognize. Oh yeah, yeah. How good this Orient Star looks on me so i would love it if they i don't want them to change anything they might actually make the watch thinner if they use one of the new calibers one of the new s f6 or f7 calibers uh, mm -hmm. for orient because i think those are just thinner um in in nature so i'll uh, thinner i'm fine with but i don't want the lug to lug to change i don't want the diameter to change i don't want any of the polishing to change i just mr orient Actually, no, Mr. Orient's that disgusting ad. Fuck Mr. Orient. And, Not and Mr. Orient. <laughs> fuck all the Orient USA stuff. I'm talking to Orient Global Headquarters in Japan. Uh, guys, please make more Orient Star GMTs like this. Don't change anything except more colors. Yeah. Because it's probably one of the coolest GMTs, in my opinion, like ever. Like, so you send me all your fucking hate mail. Um... But this one's always just resonated with me. I'm, I'm just super happy to have gotten the chance to pick it up. I picked it up, actually, because people ask me all the time. I got it from a random-ass site that um, doesn't have the best interface, but it's just a it's just a fucking shop in Japan. It's, 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 it's called shoppinginjapan.net. Yeah. Yeah, shoppinginjapan.net. All one word. There's no bars or whatever the fuck. Um and it was a great experience. I placed my order. They emailed me that day, like a human being emailed me that day and said they got it and it's on its way and it fucking got here like super fast. And like, yeah. That's good. I'm telling I, you, man. I dig it. I th That's probably one of my favorites uh, within yeah. your collection. <clears throat> Should I just get rid of everything and just wear this watch? No. What do you no? <laughs> no, why would you why would you do that? But yeah, so that's so I thought it'd be fun to wear it for this episode. It's been a while since I wore this watch and um yeah. I I you know, once a lot of this pandemic stuff calms down, or not necessarily calms down, but once we can adjust to the pandemic issues more appropriately, it'd be fun to try and do some get togethers. I posted something on our on our Instagram a while back and um Someone noticed, like, oh, you're in celebration? Like, is that really celebration? I was like, yeah, I live in celebration. Like, like, the town I live in Florida celebration. And so, like, that spawned a couple of other people chiming in. Apparently, there's a few of us here in Central Florida. So, we were kind of uh, shooting the shit on a possibility of doing, like, a watch, uh, like, a watch get together or something, you know? So, maybe then I'll, uh, I'll proudly wear this GMT and just show it to everyone. Because yeah. usually, usually, when people see it, they're like, oh, shit, I get it. You, know? you you pretty much will almost without issue be the only one with that that watch in the in the meetup. I've never seen another person wearing this watch. Yeah. I've never seen another person wearing this watch. You know it's funny, I can actually say I've seen other people wearing my Orient Christmas chrono because some fans of the show like did some sleuthing and hunted some down. Yeah. You know? But um I've never seen another one of these. Uh they're out there obviously. It's not like it's limited edition, it just hasn't really made its way out here, at least to the States, nor will it ever. Because, you know, I've already said enough bad things about Orient USA, I won't say. <laughs> Should we talk about how bad we are at our jobs? Oh my and, god, this is so things? fucking 
funny. So in case you guys didn't hear, Michael and I do a podcast, <clears throat> and um, one of the more interesting, one of the more interesting milestones when you do a podcast is when you hit a million plays, like a yeah. million, like a million plays. Like, you know, that's like a huge. Uh, huge milestone and Michael and I talked about it like like oh what what are we what are we gonna do when we hit a million plays because I think we made some kind of announcement when we hit 500,000 plays or something mm -hmm. or some we did something where it's like oh hey congratulations we did something and so like oh a million plays what are we gonna do and so we racked our brains for a while and then we kind of just stopped thinking about it um, well, time, negligence, and the TBWS way decided what we would do for our one millionth play, and you know what it was, guys? Fucking nothing, because it happened <laughs> last year. In true, true two-bo-bosh-nubs fashion, we hit one million plays May 2019. You texted me. I thought about it, I was like, oh, wow, okay. I'm not that surprised. I'm pleased. I'm not that surprised. We totally just forgot. So congratulations, Michael, to you. On <laughs> I think we're at like a, I think we're at like 1.5 million now. Congrats to you, Kaz. <laughs> Great job. In true TVWS fashion, we hit a million plays, and no one really just kind of realized. Yeah. Um, it was the it was the it was the Milton Wadhams. Of celebrations uh yeah that guy got fired and no one really ever did, you know um <laughs> so yeah congratulations thank you to everyone that made that possible last year um us hitting a million plays uh cool milestone thought it was a lot of fun uh yeah so yeah time negligence and the tbws the the, 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 the tbws we decided what we would do sorry my high school stutter kicked back in uh decided <laughs> what we would do for our one million to play and that was fucking fucking nothing what did actually let's go back what did we do in may 2019 i think this Just, works I, I think i think that's what we should do like figure that's, what we, we did. should make an event out of this Tuba the, watch the event is no event all right, let's see here. Blah, blah, I mean, blah, blah. we didn't do like a watch giveaway or anything like that. No, we're way behind on our watch giveaways. <laughs> it's a free podcast, guys. All right, we have day jobs. It's very, it's a lot of work, man. All right. Uh, let me see here. So it was so I say approximately twelve-ish months ago. Um, oh my god! You know what's funny? That was around episode one twenty-seven, the first wristwatch bar talk episode. Wristwatch Bar Talk number one. Yeah, I know it was a year ago, but what day was it? What year is it? Uh, can a brother get a date? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think you'll find it. I don't think I'll find the date, but... <laughs> Hashtag drunk cast. Was I drunk on air that, that episode? Oh, God. Probably. Drunk cast is the worst. <laughs> We might have been recording at different times back then as well. Yeah, that was that, that was when we were recording in the evening still, because we used to we used to record them in like, like Thursday Thursday afternoons, I think it was. Yeah. Now we do Sunday mornings. Easy like Sunday morning, man. But yeah, Michael, congratulations on hitting a million plays. Uh, Would have been nice for how us. Do you, how do you, how do you feel? How do you feel? Uh. Empty and alone, <laughs> basically the same. My neutral, as with the tenuous grasp on 
consciousness and what it means to struggle with the human condition. So my my, my you know my my baseline my baseline about the same. And to think that you started sitting on a couch talking into an iPhone like four. Do people with I voice mean, memo? I love I love how like like other podcasts will get like geeky like oh yeah we're recording on like quarter inchers in like my sound booth and I have like a PA board or whatever. I've recorded the show on my phone, God, for a long time. <laughs> Our first episodes mm-hmm. I recorded, yeah, on my couch. Remember, I was on my couch in a reclined position. I had the phone like on my chest, and I was like eating. I was like eating Cheerios, like with my fingers. Like that's how you were eating every episode. <laughs> like I was always eating because we did we record we recorded the evenings. I love. We got a review uh, on the show in recently. Um, well, I just have to read it. I have to read it. Cause he, cause he, so it's he, a well-meaning review. Did you see it come in too? I did. I did. Let's see here. Podcast reviews. Yes, please. Yes. Uh, also, I'll take this time to kind of do this because I don't do this very often. often. Thank you so much to everyone that does leave us reviews on like iTunes or wherever the fuck you listen to the Two Broke Wash Knops podcast. Um, what the fuck? The review basically said stop eating. Yeah, where did they go? <laughs> I can't find it. <laughs> it just says stop eating. Uh, whatever. <clears throat> where did it go? Hmm. Now I'm upset. I wanted to read it on air. Oh, whatever. Yeah, basically the guy said he liked the show. He just wants, just wants us to stop getting on air. But yeah, he used to he used to eat like like crackers and shit on air. So like if you go back and listen to those early episodes, and if Michael and I are talking about the, you know the 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 fractured state of of watch marketing, and in between us trading conversational points, if you hear the light rhyming and chiming of Muller's gnashing chips. Don't be confused. Yeah, we're eating chips. We're probably eating <laughs> chips. Uh, we'll we try to, to stop. Eat, you used to eat corn chips on air, like the crunchiest of chips. I feel <laughs> like 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 thick corn chips, like sun baked artisanal corn chips. You know. Uh, and people Loud. want us. And people want us to like crack the nut on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> A whole other you guys, thing. Won't be able, you guys will not only hear us eating, you'll get to see us fucking eating. Okay, dude, have you? Oh my gosh, watch watch reviewers on YouTube have like reached a completely different level. Oh, I think to yeah, the dude. I think to the point where it's gotten better than like the big watch sites. Because the so it's really oh, fuck as I hit my knee against my own desk, motherfucker. Because this because okay, so the thing is, if you were if you weren't the larger watch journalism outlets out there. And you're, uh, you have overhead and you make money and all this stuff. You get to the point where you don't really care what your production value is. I mean, like, you care. Like, there's, like, you don't want people, like, fucking using, like, colonoscopy cameras in the dark to film, like, a $20,000 watch. Okay, I'm not naming names, huh? Um, but there's a certain point where you don't feel the need to push the boundary on watch production because you have to divert your time and attention towards appeasing brand sponsors. 
<clears throat> brands who reach out, brands who are like, hey, you know, can I get like a sponsored slot or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, so I'll, to, I'll agree with you. Watch reviewers who aren't affiliated with large watch like journalism outlets. So a great example, Mr. Ace K Productions, a friend of the, friend of the show, oh um, a soon-to-be-featured columnist on TBWS, uh, Ratchet Productions, Mr. Ace K Productions. He has a YouTube channel. He's also on Instagram. His YouTube channel is a fucking incredible video. You know what I mean? Like, have you seen the video? Have you seen them recently? I have, and it's just like he's just a guy. He's a dude. Yeah. He's not. You know what I mean? He's not like, like, like. Uh, uh, long jeans didn't pay him to make that long jeans chrono yeah. of you. I was watching. They should have. I think. I think we talked about her. Uh, like a newer channel, Jenny L. It's picking mm-hmm. up speed. Um, and the the quality is is also like just super crazy. Yeah. Um, she's the first one to to do like video about the new Steinhardt that I, I talked about in last. Oh, the ceramic, episode. the ceramic one. Yeah. So she nice. puts it side side by side with the uh, the the Rolex, uh, Pepsi, Jubilee, and steel. Yeah. Um, you can you can actually see like the colors and how everything is how the colors look in comparison between the two watches and just like some of the some of the footage is just straight up porn yeah um the the quality is just getting nuts out there yeah and this this goes across like everything on youtube like you have people like doing vocal covers for like Mm. i don't know evanescence right and it's just like (laughs) insane quality like studio Uh, maybe maybe there's a lot of like stuff for creators that we're just not uh privy to yet like i don't know very much in the same way that you recorded on your phone for a while and then what do you have now like a think pad <laughs> like uh it's a think pad that i got from work uh okay. and it's this <laughs> it's this blue uh this blue snowball usb mic yeah we're still That's on it. usb we're still on usb mics no preamps yep. my macbook with a single toxic NATO sticker on it <laughs> from 2011. Dude, I have I'm using a literal toxic NATO single pass NATO to hold my pop filter in place. That's good. Yeah, you need that pop filter. <laughs> yeah, I, especially me because for some reason I love leaning into my heart consonants. I don't know why. You know? Uh, maybe telling you, day. dude. Maybe maybe one day we can get proper gear. No, I don't know. Michael, it took us a year to realize years. we hit a million. We hit a million listens. Why on earth would we do things at appropriate times? This computer will catch fire one day. <laughs> like it's just gonna happen. That'll be great for the show. It'll be great. That'll be that'll be great airtime. Oh I my wish God, my computer's on fire. You it, know? it would. It, it'll look just like when the fire extinguisher catches fire out of nowhere in IT crowd. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Made in Britain. Help! Fire! <laughs> Truly yours, Moss. That's yeah, too formal. <laughs> he did say that. No, 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 too formal. There's a fire, you know, raging in the back. No, 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 too formal. Uh, God, what about a fire? We could talk about man. what's what's on the site. Oh, yeah, this- you did a really cool, uh, I like this review you did, because we've been talking about it for a while, that CWC write-up. Was I correct? So, because um, just looking back at, at like, oh, you know, you sometimes sometimes you need to remember that you wrote the Orient Star GMT review. Uh-huh. Um, 
And I think it's because a lot of times, and I say this in, in the opening paragraph, I don't, I feel like we don't review our watches very much. Like we don't often look at um, something that we own. It definitely more times somebody will send something in and then I'll write a review and send it back. But I don't, at least me personally, I don't review too many of my own watches. I used to, when we, when we, when we were like looking for stuff yeah. to like get on the site back in the, back in the early days. Michael, we've been doing this for like three or three or four years now. It'll be four years in uh, in uh, what's the ninth month of the year? September. September. Yeah. It'll be four. It'll be four years in September. But yeah, I, I finally um, I've been I mean I've been talking about it so much, but I finally did a, a write up on the CWC 1983 mm-hmm. Quartz uh, Royal Navy Diver. So cool. Um, I love love this watch i mean and this I, is the watch this to let people know this is the watch that won the mill sub hunt right yeah yeah and now i kind of want another one <laughs> <laughs> not really i really i really just want to play because so they they did this one which was a quartz um reissue of the one that came out in 1983 so the rarest of these cwcs are actually the earliest automatics and um some of the earliest quartz models um we're talking like harder to find than, yeah. than mill subs in, in many cases um but yeah I, I think i think they got the price really really good on this i think they they <clears throat> nailed the look they didn't care that they were going to get the criticism of like oh it's a circle t but it's not tritium you know it's it's purely a lot of these decisions are purely aesthetic for yeah. this watch. Um, and I think that's totally okay. Uh, it, the, these are also really popular with the hardcore CWC slash British military watch collecting communities. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I, think, I think in some circles these are getting pretty popular. And I think they're limited too. So eventually, it takes a long time for CWC stuff to sell out because I think they're still gaining speed as like a watch brand. Like I I, I still do think their bread and butter is filling out like MOD orders, you know, Um, because they still do issue the all black um, divers. Wow. Okay. Uh, They're still still a supplier to this day. And yeah, dude, I, I think... I've had some quartz divers here and there, but this is my, my absolute favorite. Maybe it is. I put the spec here. Like there's a shot from CWC of the actual spec sheet. And it's so the one cool. that Omega had to follow. Hamilton had to follow CWC. Um, anyone that, that tried to make these military dive watches, they had to follow this design. And I just think it's a beautiful design. Yeah. Uh, I friggin' love it. I have a question. What's up? There's a photo uh, of you showing the pin buckle area of this Phoenix strap that you have it on. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just above the movement section. Yep, Can you see I that? see it. Yeah. Yeah, did your dog attack the back of that NATO? So this is something about the Phoenix straps. Okay. Um, and they break in this way just like this. It looks like you rubbed grease on it and gave it to your dog to just fucking annihilate for two hours. They so is this dude, desirable? It kind of. 
Interesting. So if you if you take a look at the the circle of CWC collectors, <clears throat> within that circle there are maybe like a handful of guys that go crazy over finding either actual used Phoenix Natos or NOS Phoenix Natos. And sometimes like you'll see you'll see these these folks showing off their like super super like worn Phoenix straps because in terms of a Phoenix Nato it gets more and more comfortable as it starts looking this way. Wow. So, th- and I should be clear, this is not the strap that came with uh, the watch. This is right, just like, right. this is a Phoenix NATO that I that I have. Um, but you basically get the same thing. It's just CWC branded. Uh, and it's a black one in this case, and I can't find it. <laughs> so so that's I can't remember if we talked about this, but do you, no, we did talk about this, but I can't remember what you said. Do you like the Phoenix NATO? I, I'm still I'm still split. It, it, you know, it's like one of those things where you get it and you feel like you're really supposed to like it, but it, it's gonna take some time. Mm. Um, I I find them to be like really finicky, and maybe that's because they're not worn in. So like I have maybe four or five Phoenix Nados, some of them that I haven't even worn. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I had to like stick them in the washing machine or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a characteristic of the the Phoenix NATO. I, I will say though, the weave, the actual weave to the touch, is unlike anything else. It's not. It, it's not like the seatbelt kind of feel that everybody goes for. Okay. It's not like a toxic or anything like that. Um, it's just a very fine weave that's nice to the touch. I just wish the strap was a little more pliable because it's a very stiff strap when you pull it out of the out of the plastic. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe I should maybe I'll just stick one in the washing machine or like I don't know. People will write a ton of angry emails like telling me not to. So I'll we wait are, for those. We already I'll... get a ton of angry emails. Just throw <laughs> it on. Just throw it on the pile, man. Like who gives a shit? You know. But I, I I love this watch, man. I I think um, it's a little pricey. I get that. It's you know you break a thousand when you do the the conversion. But um, you know I I wrote the amount of money that I spent on I don't know like Steinhardts and micro brand mil sub homages. These things were staring me in the face the whole time. Back um, in the day, what was that Steinhardt you had that was huge? Do you remember that? It was the Ocean Vintage Military, oh, which. Shit. And it's, it's a giant. It's a fantastic watch. Yeah. But, uh, dude, Steinhardt watches are built incredibly well. Uh-huh. Like, um, those bezels can be so hard to turn sometimes, though. But, yeah, that that's supposed to be, like, a kind of mil-sub watch, but they got it at 42. Lug-to-lug was over 50. So, some people like them, uh, but that's why they started doing the 39s with... Yeah. Uh, with like the newer cases and I haven't tried one of those yet. I kind of want to, but that's the one that Greg reviewed. Greg Bedrosian, senior TV TV desk contributor reviewed. Oh yeah, it was a it was a thirty nine, but it was a Pepsi. That was a Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. 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 But probably so cool, yes, man. same same case. And uh, I don't know this. I I'm gonna be having this uh, forever, hopefully. And yeah. uh, but I do want to play with the nineteen eighty seven SBS all black version. That that one is also quartz. All black and it comes with a day date function. That's cool. That's even more in line with with what's uh, issued today. So cool. But yeah, go and check out Mike's piece in the Two Broke Watch Knobs site, and, ju- and just hang out on the Two Broke Watch uh, site for a bit, also because we are 
continuing to build out this section of posts that um <laughs> is a lot of fun it's a lot of fun for us to write and people really enjoy it it's the section called too broke uh t-o-o-b-r-k so it's so too broke as in we are too broke and basically it's a series of pieces that um filled specific criteria which constitute their their inclusion in the too broke section um essentially it's stuff that's interesting weird quirky dumb but the overlying factor that unites all of them is that they're just stupid expensive yeah um, they're just way too fucking expensive and so uh, we have some pieces there they're they're I mean, it's a lot of fun uh so far we're going to continue building them out i think it's one of those things that really only uh only we only the two book wash knobs you know could do uh i have a couple pieces in here um uh, uh, mike razak or Ra- I was, i'm so sorry michael i keep forgetting your name mike razak <laughs> it's Ra- i think it's razak mike razak um which i thought it was ray or rat uh, he did this uh, this Hublot and Berluti leather dial watch, and basically, um, you do you do you know you'll you'll learn you'll get some insight about like you know like the watch and everything like that. But at the, at the end of the day, it's just they're just designed to entertain you. Um, it's something it I want us, to lean into more. It took us years to figure out how, because I think we made an episode out of this. Like, oh, should we write about, uh, not cover, but write about. Um, expensive watches yeah and it took us i think it took us years before we felt comfortable integrating this kind of stuff into the site yeah and and the the end result could not be more perfect yeah i think i think it's a great approach um so yeah it's it's a pretty entertaining section and i like what's in there now yeah i'm gonna focus more i want us to focus more time on doing this as opposed to trying to like get into the fucking rat race with everyone else of covering like because mm-hmm. you know what fucking you know it's super annoying um, is when like Tudor releases something or like when like oh some God. other yeah. fucking brand releases something and every article and every site is the same thing. Well, you have to do that to appear current, you know? Uh, Why the fuck would I sh- want to appear current? Show that you have skin, skin in I the game. St- I still dress like I was in fucking high school. Why on earth? I have never worn boat shoes without socks, which apparently as a 30-year-old man, I'm supposed to fucking do. I right? don't, I don't see the appeal um, I don't get I, it. I haven't done that either. But you see people you with the boat shoes and no socks and like the shorts not, that are just uh, a, not, a, in, a not, in, not in Seattle. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you're in Seattle. I'm in Florida. So in Florida, it's boat shoes, no socks, shorts that are a little, a little too short, like a hair above the knee, some kind of pastel polo, and like an interesting hat. And it's like, okay, I guess if I had to dress like that, I could also just slip my own throat because, I mean, that's the end. <laughs> That was my dad growing up, uh, like my whole life. Yeah? Except, except he actually like sails and like he, he's like he loves boating and stuff God like forbid that. he took his boat shoes on a motherfucking yeah. boat. He didn't take them to Target to yeah. rifle through dog food. You know what I mean? But a funny thing is, after age fifty, he he traded the polos for Hawaiian shirts, and I kind of can't wait for that day. Absolutely, that is that is a, that is the natural progression. Of how uh, most most men, I don't like the gender thing, but most men will care about their wardrobes. There's a level of functionality and maybe a smidge of caring, but then uh, towards the end, it's like, you know what? I really don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm going to wear Hawaiian shirts or I'm going to wear sweatpants and wife beaters all the time or whatever they're fucking called. I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like, I can't wait for that either. 
I still like I I still do the jeans and t-shirt thing. Like I'm in fucking like I look like my own angry teenage son. I do the jeans and t-shirt thing and it's really frustrating because I try to hold on to it for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Like here summer it's that's that's obviously fine, but as it starts to get cold, people get so into gear in the Pacific Northwest. They're like yeah. Patagonia head to toe, like crazy <laughs> like hiking boots just to go out and like walk the dog. And I'm like, dude, socks and sandals sometimes to walk the dog. I, I have I have not I have not been able to break into the the Pacific Northwest mentality of don't, just like don't enter the rat race. Life life is, is already futile enough or futile enough. All right. There's a funny Jim Gaffigan joke. I think he's talking about like hiking or something. And he's like, Have you been to Seattle? Everybody looks dressed like they can just drop everything they're doing at any moment and go for a hike (laughs) and it's true (laughs) it's true that's so good oh man but yeah so go go and check out the twobookwatchnobs.com site um i think this is going to be us trying to not worry so much about the watch editorial rat race of every everyone covering the same bullshit like it's just it's just fucking it's not fun it's right. exhausting there's a little exhausting. break a little break now like no no real like new releases um i mean stuff is stuff is like trickling out here and there but um i was just telling you like the new ap releases that we've seen mm. besides that weird chronograph they did um it's kind of like very if you compare it to what is announced at, at like an sihh or something like very low profile announcements like there's like a new yeah. 30 there's a new 34 millimeter like royal oak collection in precious metals and then i saw like one other royal oak that really had just had like diamond hour markers and that's that's news for some reason i yeah it, it's it's a weird time to say that like i'm gonna cover watch news but, <laughs> you know these shows are gone for the most part and uh you know, but this a, is, a lot of this, brands already said they're not releasing anything. This is a great time for us to acknowledge that it's prime real estate for what we can call watch entertainment, watch tomfoolery, which is what the whole Tubo watch segment is. So, yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think that's something I want to do more. Just right though, because it just they just fun, man. You know, I'm just yeah, man. I should have stirring up some kind of enthusiasm over some dumb release. I should have added this Doxa, this last Doxa to the two broke section. I forgot that it was like four thousand forty seven hundred dollars. Okay, let's talk about Doxa. Did you? Okay, so there's something really interesting with brand in regards to in 2018. Michael and I um, went to the Hong Kong Watching Clock Fair, yeah, uh, which was a lot of fun, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Overall, it was a really cool experience. And one of the weirdest things at the Hong Kong Watching Clock Fair was the Doxa booth. Massive. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right now, the Doxa booth was massive, but do you want do you want to know what I find or what I found to be the most interesting thing? And this is leading me to something I, I kind of saw recently. Do you guys at home, all you guys are fucking listening to Michael and my private conversation, <laughs> sick fucks, do you want to know what was the most interesting thing about the Doxa booth in Hong Kong? What? Not a single dive watch. Yeah. Not a single sub. Not a single sub, whatever the fuck they're called now. Not a single dive watch. Every single watch at the Doxa booth in the the, the, the Hong Kong Watch and Clock Fair uh, was a dress watch. 
Um, and that's because, and we, we, we were, t- it was so funny because you were wearing your Doxa and the rep that was there um, immediately <laughs> called it out. I wish I could be like you. I, right? But like he but like but like he was talking with us and he was basically saying like, yeah, you know, the Hong Kong market, the majority of the um Eastern like 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 market for Doxa, they don't care about the dive watch. And what was it? The people that were managing that booth and working the booth weren't like actually Doxa. They were a distributor that's allowed to I use think they were, the yeah. name in I think that Hong was the Kong. case. Yeah. So keeping all that in mind, so there is a segment of Doxa which has nothing to do with dive watches or trying to appease fucking watch nerds with dive watch hard-ons or whatever the fuck it is. I don't give, I don't give a shit. I'm tired. I'm tired of rat races, guys. Um, <laughs> we've hit a million plays, okay? We could do whatever the fuck we want at this point. That's as far as, far as I'm goddamn concerned. Um, keeping that in mind, did you see Doxa post this on their Instagram a their, while ins- back. their Instagram has been very different lately. Let me take a look. I just slapped yeah, this to you. Yeah, I saw. So they're 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 like showing off some of like older, forgotten, very classic dress watch designs. Do you think they're priming the presses to potentially bridge like the dress watch market with the Western audience of like people who don't really think outside dive watches for Doxa? I think it's possible. I think it's risky. Um, I'm very excited to see everyone's angry, like, what the fuck? I don't come to Doxa for dress watches. I come to Doxa for dive watches. Like, I'll, you yeah. know, I want to speak to your manager. Like, I'm very excited for the for the uh, the amount of entitled insolence at the prospect of Doxa releasing dress watches to the Western <laughs> market. I, I'm, I'm very excited. Let's see. Let's see if it occurs, but I saw that and I'm like, huh. Let's see, let's see what happens. But yeah, I saw this thing on my on the feed and I'm like, wow, I, I got I got to talk to Michael about this and get and get his take. There's Just, a lot. There's a lot of old weird doxa. Yeah, that, like is for. I I just sent you another one. We'll see if it. Previews. Yeah, cool. I 1957 mean, minimalist dress watch becomes an instant classic. The Bauhaus inspired. What's it say? Not, and if you if you check the comments, people are like a reissue. Is there, are you doing a reissue? Is that possible? It would be great to have it reissued. Yeah. Um, yada yada. So, yeah, maybe they're just like testing the waters on social to see what kind of like reaction they get. But, maybe. I don't know. That'll be interesting. I don't know. It's cool. It's just it, to me. I thought that was just an interesting thing. Most most people that think. Or like to think of themselves as Doxa fans or Doxa collectors, I think are not gonna care. <laughs> <laughs> They're still gonna look for subs. They're still gonna look for like older. Um, some people get nerdy about the different eras, like the Yeni era, or like the strict like Synchron era. Yeah. Um, so they collect in those sorts of chapters. I'm not smart enough to <laughs> talk through it all, but. Um, yeah, if you're into Doxa dress watches specifically, I would like to talk to you because that's yeah. a very, very specific subset of Doxa collectors. I just, I just, I wonder if they were popular back then in like the Maybe. 50s and 60s and they were, when they were coming out. Maybe. You know? I want to, I want to see them do that crazy expensive chronograph again, but with a, a white dial. Which chronograph? The one that the one that I wrote about on our site. It was the. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Jesus. It's a lot of money. That's ah, a lot of donuts. In white, in white, it's a little more tempting. <laughs> I might like sell 
a guitar or something. <laughs> sell a guitar. You sell the Tom DeLonge Gibson. You still have that? Dude, the amount of people that dig up. So like I had, I had a dark time before I went, before I moved to Seattle and transitioning between one career to another <clears throat> and getting ready to move. I put a listing up on uh, like a gear sale website. Yeah. And, and like I immediately felt sick to my stomach and I was just like, look, I'm going to, I'm just going to weather the storm. I'm not going to sell this guitar. And then I've still had it for years after, but you can dig up like archived listings and at least once a month, I get two messages from people that have gone so far as to filter the old taken down listings. Yeah. Find mine and ask me if I still have it. Hey man, is it still for sale? <laughs> so yeah, those guitars, I, I would be interested to know how many Gibson made because however many they made i think tom DeLong probably owns like 75 percent of them because he's still <laughs> pulling them out of his ass and i think they've been discontinued for like a decade wow. <laughs> we should do a fun episode matching guitars to watches or watch brands i mean a gibson semi-hollow body kind of feels like uh what does that feel like I don't know. See, like, I, I'd want to put thought into it. I'd want yeah. to actually, like, play around with it. What would you match up a BC Rich full body acrylic watch with? A 200 pound or, 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 or guitar. BC Rich acrylic body guitar with. It's like, it's like a 200 pound guitar. I don't know. I'm exaggerating. It's I, would do, I would do one of those Hublot Spirit of Big Bang sapphire ones. The ones Perfect. that are sapphire and see through. Perfect. They did a yellow one, and the yellow kind of looks like the weird BC Rich green. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they did those. I remember playing. It is you're like holding a person. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> it's not like 200 pounds, but it's like you feel like you're not alone. It's <laughs> uh, oh, I'm playing for two. <laughs> uh, man, that's uncomfortably, so uncomfortably heavy. I think a sub would be like a Les Paul, like a new ceramic sub. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun topic. Maybe we can do it as a Patreon episode yeah. <clears throat> or something like that. You know what I mean? <sighs> telling you, man. I still... I'm still trying to figure out the best way to sell to sell watches. Like, Because I, I don't even... Try, I'm trying to figure out if it's worth even creating all these listings or if I should just go to Goodwill and just fucking give them the watches. Like, I don't fucking... Put them in a box. Here you go. Just put them in a box. You know what I mean? Brothers in a hotel bed. Just put that shit in the back alley with a sign that says free. I might be mixing up my songs. I'm sorry if I am. Um, you know what I mean? Like, because it's easy. It isn't. Because I, I, I made this comment before and I always get emails like, dude, don't do it. You could get so much money, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I don't give a shit about the money. I just want less clutter. Yeah. I want less, like, bullshit, you know? So I'm glad that you that you're that you're in the process of selling some of your watches. I'm sad that you sold the 175, but I mean whatever, man. You know, fuck them. There's like there are two watch boxes behind me, and then one that I put my feet on all day. So like that, <laughs> so like that that Pelican case that holds ten. That's got like I guess the watches that I wear the most, but that's like under my desk, and I put my feet on it all day. But then behind me is two like 
pretty full watch boxes. Did you know what I found the other day? What did you find? I found the Melbourne. The Melbourne watch that was like the second review we ever did. I thought you got rid of that thing. Does it still have that spec on how? it? It still has this. How am I going to get rid of that thing? You think someone's it's, looking for one? It's quite easy, Michael. Uh, I'll tell you right now. You could get rid of that watch in 15 minutes. Chuck it into the sound. <laughs> That's half it. That's actually seven minutes. The first seven minutes, though, uh, go downstairs and fight like a rock. <laughs> or like some kind of disused cinder block. Doesn't it have to be a whole cinder block? Just find something heavy. You duct tape that shit to the rock, and then you throw it into the sound. The funniest part is that we met, we met, uh, gosh, I feel so bad. I forgot his name. Um, we met the gentleman in Hong Kong that actually manages a lot of the operation side for, for Melbourne. And I was like, hey. Boy, I hope he doesn't listen to this show. I still have this. <laughs> what did he say? And we just never really landed on a way to like like get it back. So, um, yeah. Is there one in Melbourne? That. Which 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 Melbourne is it? I don't know. We have to like search our site to find the review. I don't, I don't even remember what it's called. This was like th this really must have been like the second review I ever wrote. Um, I think the first one was like the Orion. Yeah, you the first the first piece of writing that everyone up on the site was that it's Orion the Melbourne uh, Sorrento. The Melbourne Sorrento. I remember that watch now. Remember when the site was new when we were bright eyed and bushy tailed? <laughs> yeah. Now look at us. We didn't even fucking care. Look at these photos. I even put a photo of the watch on my scale, my coffee scale, to show you the grams. So thoughtful. I don't do thoughtful. that anymore. Right. I, tr I tried a loom tail. shot. I tried tried to do a loom shot. Yeah. That effort's not there anymore. <laughs> you buy the watch, you stick it in the dark, you figure out what it looks like. There you go. <laughs> Telling you, man. You know there yeah, are people. We... There are people that will like critique a review that way. So like in the in the Orient Star GMT, I don't think he wrote about the thickness. And so like, just wait for the comments to be like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me how thick it is? Can you tell me thickness? A proper watch website will tell you what the thickness of the watch is. We haven't heard more logical neckbeard in a while. Yeah, he's he's taking he's taking things easy. Uh, May he during... rest in Reese's Pieces, orological <laughs> neckbeard. During quarantine, you know, uh, he's, tra man. he's transitioned strictly to to anime girls, two D, two D, two D anime girls. <laughs> oh, Michael, this what are fun. we gonna do? This is fun. Two broke watch snaps, man. Hi, um, I've been looking at uh, a lot of recent releases. Um, dude, the I'm noticing that the limited edition thing is getting out of hand when it's like, I think I'm, I'm starting to see a lot of limited edition micro brand stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. Like in partnership yeah. with like a website or a podcast or a shoe company i don't know like that's I, I feel like that's the trend that uh maybe we're going to be seeing this year um it is almost impossible let's get real here for a second guys okay it is almost impossible to find a watch brand 
and I'll even get further into it, it is almost impossible to find a micro watch brand that's creating watches with an authentic impetus. Now, yeah. I, I understand, you know, they're business people, they have to make money. I totally get that. But it is nearly fucking impossible for me to see a watch brand do something in collaboration with another company that sometimes has nothing to do with watches or yeah. whatever the fuck. It's impossible for me to see a collaboration like that occur and for me to not say, um, that's the stupidest fucking thing on it. It's you know what I mean. It's just like it's like it's like oh Tudor watch in collaboration is making a watch with 3M caulking. It's like what the fuck? This has nothing to do with anything I give a shit about. But the only reason people do it is because they get to put limited edition on the watch, which immediately gets people uh, people's fucking FOMO boners hard. Hashtag FOMO boners. <laughs> And they'll make and they'll make it in a configuration, a configuration or dial color or size that like they know is really really desirable for probably yeah. the most hardcore people. Yeah, and they'll make like five of them. Make, on the, it, on the it, same well, topic, I think, I think uh, if you look at somebody like Raven, I don't think he's done. Uh, like, oh, he might have. Yes, he's he done has. with the with the Warner Mound guys. He has, he has. But very early on, he was doing very limited stuff, but yep. was always super transparent about how much stock there is for each one. And I don't think he ever oh, yeah. called it I don't think he ever called it limited. So I just remember the other day the, the black trekker, there's only ten of those. Yeah. But I remember yeah, when uh, when they were on the site, I... he put the number next to it. It's like there's ten of these, seven left. Does left. he not do that anymore? I think he still does. Yeah, I like oh yeah. There's there's twenty of the green dial. There's twenty of the orange dial. You know, but I, for me that's just nice. I, I yeah. you know I remember noticing that in the site, but it's just, um, like it's just what what there there was a collaboration that happened recently. Oh my god, it was the stupid Oris watch with the jeans. Oh yeah, every and everybody covered it. I don't everyone, think everyone. Um, because they lifted the they lifted the embargo a day early, um, and so because of that, like I just chose not to cover it because the second that happened, every single fucking website posted the same images <laughs> and like the same copy. Yeah. Um, and it's just like okay, well, like like it, it was it's like a two thousand dollar watch, and it's with that Mintaro or whatever the fuck um, Japanese jean company, and it's just like. The only thing that's special about that watch is that it comes with a strap that's made from, I think, the denim jeans. Uh, like, listen, guys, at a certain point, collabs are just fucking stupid. They just, they just <laughs> stupid as fuck. No, dude, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's. There are very few appropriate merits to a collaboration. In my opinion, it's only. Uh, uh, it's it's only it's an opportunity to trigger folks' FOMO boners. It's an opportunity for both brands to increase their reach to markets they've never dealt into before. So mm -hmm. now a whole bunch of fucking Mintaro, whatever the fuck jeans nerds are aware of Oris, and now a whole bunch of fucking Oris nerds are aware of these stupid fucking jeans. You know what I mean? I find and it like, so so ironic that denim is so ingrained in American culture, but. Japanese denim is like the hot new fashion item. I don't know anything about denim. Is that like a thing? 
Japanese denim is this sort of like new high end that people are are, are buying into, and these are like four thousand dollar jeans. <laughs> okay, the brand is Momotaro, so I apologize if I was saying it wrong. Well, who fucking cares? But it's Momotaro, not 4, 000, but definitely like four digits. Yeah, you know, like price tags for for jeans, crazy. I just, it's just like I don't get it. I I just, you know what I mean. That's certainly a weird collaboration. I uh, I guess you gotta really like jeans. <laughs> you gotta really hate money. You gotta have a whole bunch of people like, yeah, I fucking hate this money. I gotta get rid of it somehow. <laughs> oh, good, an overpriced watch that some jeans company and like a random watch company made fucking sold. Here, take two thousand dollars of my money. I don't want it. I hate my I hate money. You have to fucking hate money to like collaborations, in my opinion. Did you All say three right. M cocking? Yeah, I did. I said some cool That's a good choice. I was, I was cocking my wood trim the other day, man. It was the first, the first thing I thought of. I, I want the straps to be made out of caulking entirely. It's all fucking, it's all like, it's all recycled like bathroom caulking. So it's like fucking like yellow and soap scummy. It's like, ugh, but I guess it's recycling. So I feel good. You know what I mean? <laughs> $10,000. I want a Black Bay GMT with fucking recycle 3M caulkings, bracelet straps, or whatever the fuck. And I want to pay $10,000 for it. Mm. This, really, this really makes me... It's discussions like this that, that make me want to get rid of everything. Exactly. Uh, and stop that, that, that was that, That's exactly the point that I'm like toilet bowl funneling into. It's all just gone to shit. I just want to have the two or three watches that really, really spark joy. And then let's just lean into the two broke segment on the two broke watch knobs site. Just make fun of other watches and then actually cover something that's cool. Like, you know, we've we've done a few fun Orient pieces. Um, we've also done a really like like press releases you wouldn't see anywhere else coupled with watch humor and watch entertainment. You wouldn't fucking read anywhere else because the majority of the other larger watch sites aren't in a position to speak in a negative, critical, and humorous way about a lot of watch brands because they don't want to potentially burn any advertising yeah. bridges. <clears throat> why would uh, why would MBNF want to take out, you know, uh, ad space on two book watch snobs when two book watch snobs made fun of their stupid like vibrating robot watch or whatever the fuck it is. You plug it in, you put it between your legs, and you get like an orgasm or whatever. I don't know the fucking watch. You know the watch, the if, not, the clock, the clock, the cock if, clock. If there were ever a brand that would release a combination piece of orological art that was also a sex toy, it would be MBNF. It's called, it's, it's called the MBNF cock clock. One half of it is like a vibrating, like protruding apparatus, which is for her, and the other part of it is like a weird fleshlight, which is for him. And like the two of you guys can like Eiffel Tower or whatever the fuck. That's the MBNF cock clock. It's four hundred thousand uh, dollars. Now MBNF is never gonna take out money, but yeah. we've also given the world the gift of the MBNF cock clock. So you're fucking welcome, guys. If you know there I mean? if there are any um, folks out there that are skilled with uh, like three D graphic design that could Please. sort of concept this thing. <laughs> Hold on, I have to give a shout out to a listener. Michael, do you remember a while back when we said 
we made we created that image of us like in a smoked out car in Krispy Kreme with our fuck you watches. Somebody do it. Somebody drew it. Oh my gosh! I have, I have to not, find I have it. not seen this. I have to find it, and I'm so sorry I haven't acknowledged it, guys or gal. Let me find it. Oh god, you just gotta just gotta give me a minute. I'll find it. It's buried in our fucking DM somewhere. Oh, DMs. DMs is the easiest way for us to not hear you. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Okay, okay. Here it is. Here it is. I'm giving a shout out to user. Oof, here we go. Jerk. <laughs> it's J U. It's J U R K. Or Yerk. Maybe it's Yerk. Tech. Techanagan. You guys just gotta have fucking easier names for my dumbass to say. Okay, I have my reading disabilities kicking in. Is this under general or primary? I I just accepted it. It's under it's under general now. I'm also, I'm just gonna send it to you on Slack. Yeah, just screenshot it. I want to see I'm it. just screenshot. I'm just sending it to you. So here, I'm gonna send. Off this. <laughs> I totally forgot about this until now. Oh fuck! Let me send this to you. God I some, damn it! I want some Krispy Kreme. Yeah, I know. Even right? though I can't eat it, <clears throat> is Krispy Kreme not vegan? No, it's a, it's a donut. It's like a, a traditional donut. Oh. oh my gosh! I'm taking a look at this. He sent us. I'm, I'm gonna go back and actually read his name as best I can properly. <laughs> this is actually a pretty good drawing. <laughs> it's actually it's actually pretty. It, it, it's a good drawing. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> we made it. Yerk. Here we go. J U R K underscore T E K E N I N G E N. Um he's got a bunch of just fun drawings on his channel actually. We should post this to the story so oh what watches did we say we had? It was they were I like must have had watches, the two tone right? I must have had the two tone Rolex. Yeah, you can see it on my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a two tone Rolex. I can't tell what you're wearing. It looks like some kind of chrono. Oh, it's the Cosmograph. It's the ice blue dial. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Michael, we have been immortalized in caricature. That's great. We I made like it. This, this, this box. has to be our first drawing. I think it's the uh, first this is fan the first art. Draw. This is the first fan art anyone's ever uh, ever did to us, ever did for us. A million plays and almost four years later. <laughs> There's a box of donuts on the ground. What are we driving? It looks like a fucking like hatchback Yugo or something. Almost looks like a Ford emblem in the front, right? Uh, Maybe. It could be a Ford emblem. Uh, I like the level of detail that's occurring here because we're under some kind of lamp post. They even drew like windshield wipers. There's a yeah. gas cap. <clears throat> All right. There's rust around the wheel wells. There seems to be some kind of rust. <laughs> <laughs> and we're smoking in the car. Oh, God. <laughs> I totally, I do apologize, Mr. Mrs. Mr. or Mrs. Yerk. Techanigan. Techanigan. Yeah, that's old that's school one. drawings in a digital era, mostly about hashtag watch. Oh, these just watch drawings? Bought my first lousy vintage, deserve this t shirt. This is great. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <sighs> I totally forgot to share that with you. 
That's good stuff. See the man, whole, oh man. See, I'm, I see the whole profile now. What were we talking about? I don't know what we're talking about. Who cares? Life. Life, Life. Man. Yeah, I want to get rid of all these fucking watches, dude. <clears throat> I, I just want to, I don't know. I, um, I've been having lots of thoughts, dark thoughts lately. <laughs> thoughts that are dark. That are thoughts <laughs> that are dark. Thoughts of darkness. Self-harm to begin with. Yes. You think I, I think for me the one thing that I'm noticing is that <clears throat> there's there's a, a little part of me that feels pressured to like keep a watch lifelong. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like I'm supposed to say like I'm gonna have the doxa for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because there's <clears throat> this really weird I put it in the same realm of watch thinking where everything is positive. Oh, this yeah. watch release is awesome. Oh, did you hear what this brand did? They're clubbing seals to death and using their guts to oil their watches. That's fucking awesome. Like, like everything is awesome. I put the whole idea of like, I bought this watch and I need to nurture it and care for it for the rest of my life to build a story with it so I can pass it on to my kids so they can put it in a drawer and so they can die and then their fucking kids can find it 200 years later and they can throw it out. Like there's this really dumb romanticized idea of keeping a watch for life. I put that in the same area as all things are awesome and positive at the same time. Uh, both of those things I just mentioned are fucking just like dumb, okay? If you buy a watch, it can suck, guys. That's the nature of what we have to deal with as watch collectors that are existing now more than ever in like a purely digital age. You can see photos of something online, you can get reference measurements, you can have the person selling the watch take photos on their wrist and whatever next to like fucking coins so you can see how big it is. Um, you can have as much data and information as possible, but when you actually get the watch, you're still allowed to hate it. It can still suck, <clears throat> you know? And it's the other thing where if someone spends $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, $10,000 on a watch, you don't want to be the idiot that doesn't like something you spent $10,000 on. Yeah. You know? That's why when people, that's why every time you ask someone how their vacation was, they'll always say it was awesome. But I can fucking promise you, some vacations probably weren't awesome. <laughs> but you don't want to be the piece of shit that paid ten thousand dollars to have a bad time, getting food poisoning on like Bulgarian cucumbers, which happened to my dad when we took a we did a we did Bulgarian a, I, cucumbers really. My we did a we did a <laughs> sorry dad, he doesn't listen to the show. Um, we did a cruise, like a Mediterranean cruise, when I was a kid, little Kindelach, when I was a little, little Kaz. Um, we did a cruise uh, like 20 years ago. And I was very young. And of the Mediterranean countries we went to, for some reason, Bulgaria was on there. And so we went to Bulgaria, and uh, it was great or whatever. And we went to this person who, like, like this person's house, and uh, they grew cucumbers. And my dad housed those cucumbers the whole I didn't see him drink a piece of I didn't see him drink water I didn't see him eat bread it was just my dad housing these fucking cucumbers and then like the next day he woke up with virulent food poisoning to the point where I never saw my dad for the next like three days I had plenty of conversations with him outside the bathroom <laughs> 
But I never saw the man. He could have been making like a nuclear reactor in there for all. I have no idea. He couldn't do anything. But I, I'll, I, I can confirm he was being very sick. I could hear him being very sick. Oh um, my gosh. So, so you don't want to be the asshole that buys a ten thousand dollar watch and says, "How is it?" Yeah. If you say, "Oh, it sucks," then you look like a piece of shit because you just spent ten thousand bucks on a watch that's no good. But a, it's okay to not like something when you spend money on it, and b, it's okay to then get rid of it. Yeah. You don't have to keep it, man. Um, also, to reference what I was saying before, how that lives in a segment of my brain where everything in the watch world is awesome all the time. Just to clarify, it's fucking not. 99.99% of the things that occur in watches are fucking stupid. Stupid. They're dumb. For and the most part, yeah. Dude, how many times, Michael, have we been excited about a watch release? Um, the last time I got really excited, I got really disappointed, and that's when I got burned. By Sixty-two the, uh, moss. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that was, I think that was like a real turning point for me, where I was just like, oh, like brands are capable of hurting me this way. Yeah, the <laughs> mantra, the mantra of my journey within urology and what it's what the sort of identity I've tried to carve out for myself as a watch collector, my mantra is all things turn to dust. Mm-hmm. All right. Like that's I'm being super negative and people get mad when I'm negative, but sorry, but we have to stop this bullshit of everything being awesome in watches all the time. Here's a good example. Watches and wonders, the digital event. We talked about this when it happened. We got excited. We got excited. It happened. Mm-hmm. I mean it was I it was a website with pictures on it. Is the website with pictures on it? It was an aggregate of all the press releases. Yeah, in one spot. <clears throat> we, I, I think it's pretty fucking dumb. I think it was cool that like they were able to like coordinate all these brands and get them to post on a website, but they basically just did what a blog to watch and Hodinky do already. Yeah. If I was a brand, if I was, if I was, uh, who the fuck was there? It's Richemont brand. So if I was Panerai, and I for some reason wanted to put my Gatorade acrylics commercials online or whatever you know what i mean but before no michael they're, they're stupid they dumb they made very dumb videos okay. uh they are um but i already paid watches and wonders for a physical booth or whatever and they're like well we can't get a physical booth but we're going to carve out a digital environment for you to interact with your audience where it'll basically be a digital booth you'll have videos you can have pictures I'm like that sounds great but at the end of the day Panner, i paid for a a a web page with some photos, yeah. Uh, which uh, Hodinki or Block to Watch would have probably done for free. Yeah, and <laughs> either either one of those websites will probably have a better chance of early access to the physical timepiece, so yeah. you'll you'll get a better chance of seeing like photos. Like actually, so just like so, <clears throat> you know, if there's any note to end this wristwatch bar talk episode on, it's that we have to stop pretending like everything is positive that happens in the watch world it's like oh did you guys hear Oris just did a new watch in collaboration with Momotaro jeans yeah who fucking cares we still have cancer okay <laughs> in the grand scheme of the world that's fucking stupid it really is Oris yeah. with the jeans strap yeah that's great they're they're you know pretty fucking dumb I would have enjoyed Oris to do something you know actually with orological merit but the Longe and Zone triple split that's a different kind of special. So Which sometimes one was that was, that's that was the world's first triple split second chronograph. 
Jesus. That's pretty cool. That's so some, pretty some, cool. Some things are nice. Some well, things some, are nice. Some, some things are nice, yeah, but when I pour when I pour a bowl of delicious Cheerios or delicious Special K, I want the whole bowl to be completely comprised of the delicious cereal which I've anticipated. I, I don't want chunks of glass and streaks of shit in my yeah. cereal, all right? I just want all nice cereal. I don't have to pick up the chunks of shit out of my fucking Cheerios, man. All right? Triple split. When did this? When did this happen? Oh, this was a while ago. This was. It feels like a while ago. Twenty eighteen, January twenty eighteen. It's a crazy so watch. Cool. This is cool. Yeah, I see. So, so for me as like a movement geek, and for you as a a, a movement geek and a long fan and a chronograph uh, aficionado, um, this is cool. You know what I mean? Now, if 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 Long A announced some sort of collaboration with like Mister Clean or some shit, I'd be like, "This is fucking stupid." Okay, like, oh yeah, so you know, the watch when you finish with it, you 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 sprinkle it with water, and it's a Mister Clean magic eraser. You just rub it on the wall. <laughs> you rub uh, it on the wall, and it just it just immediately lifts the you know pencil marks. It's like, well, that's fucking. Guys, I guess I guess I can just kill myself now because it's the end times. We're all. Maybe we're all just reprobates, Michael. Maybe we, we were the ones that were just left behind. And that's why everything's awful. I think so. I think we were kind of left behind. We probably <laughs> left behind. Everyone's probably in fucking Zion with like awesome like Seikos and cool shit. We're down here with fucking like MBNF cock clocks. And it's like, this is dumb, but, you know? Still a great idea. I think that should be concepted. <laughs> and the, the, the MBNF cock and I think And I think we should be a part of the release. <laughs> I will, you know, I take it back. Not all collaborations are bad. The MBNF <laughs> Two Broke Watch Snobs Cock Clock collaboration is good. That's a good one, I think. Two hundred k, two hundred k. You can all buy. The you can buy it on be, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop website. <laughs> all the proceeds will be donated to our bank accounts. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I needed this. This is a shitty week. It's good to hang out, man. Get to hang out. I don't think there's a recap for this, but uh No, the recap is guys just hit stop and then go back to the front and listen again. That's that that's the recap this episode. All right. <laughs> but here is it that sad time. I think we've taken up a knife a, a, a knife. Oof, that got dark. I think we take up enough of these nice people's time this this week. Uh is it that sad time? <laughs> sad time. Check out the website and uh I want more drawings of us. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to um, man. I gotta. Yurk. I think that the first name is Yurk. I, I just probably... gave the gave the account a follow. Uh, oh, good. Oh, yeah. I see that. Good, good, good. Yurk Tech Tech Hennigan. <laughs> tech Hennigan. Thanks for the photo. Thanks for um, the photo. The, the the drawing. The the skillfully the the skillfully crafted caricature of us <laughs> in a smoke filled car. <laughs> With our boxes, with donut boxes, with our with our with our fuck you watches, very cool. And no Um, wives. Um. (laughs) That was part of it. That was part of the 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 image that we were (laughs) the narrative that we were creating. That's great. But yeah, we'll we'll say goodbye and uh, catch y'all next week. Here, you start it. I'll uh, I'll close this out. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike, and this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later. (laughs) 